0: live. Yeah, we are. You guys, who let us have a podcast? (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Habit Podcast. I'm Christina Franklin. I'm Natalie Hopkins.
1: And I'm Paige Burke.
0: And welcome. I hope you guys are as excited as we are. (laughs) Good morning. (laughs) For those of you listening in, probably at nighttime. It is currently 9 o'clock in the morning for us. Paige, it's 8 o'clock in the morning for you. And we're recording this one early because this is kind of a personal one, you guys. We're going to be talking. It is. It reminds me of that SNL skit Coffee Talk. Do you remember that? Oh, my God. Coffee Talk. It was super good. Super good. But we're going to be talking about our stories. So you're going to hear a little bit more about us, how we got here to this point what we've kind of gone through, where we're going, and just a little refresher if you're new to the show. We are The Habit Team. The Habit is a nutrition coaching company made for women by women. Our program is built for you with coaches who put your goals, lifestyles, and personality first. And guess what? We're your coaches. So if you want to learn more about the program, you can head to the episode notes, go to thehabit.com. And to learn more about us, you can keep listening to this episode. So why are we talking about ourselves today? Since we kind of talk about ourselves every week, (laughs) I thought it would be a good idea actually to just like have this little coffee talk. We have like blurbs on our website and, you know, in our bios and like we definitely tell personal anecdotes, you know, about like Nat and I being, you know, at college together and like, you know, we kind of just, we tell her a little bit of our stories in broken pieces, but I thought that kind of like telling it in a consecutive way would be cool and Kind of spill our full our full stories for you here. I feel like our background and our stories and how we got here is like a big part of how we coach. And so I think it's just a cool thing to talk about. Um but first before we start I wanted to put in I'm taking a note from Natalie who just like makes up segments every time she's a host. So I've created a new segment and it's called What We're Reading. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a nice way to start because like in the morning you think like coffee book couch, even though we're at desks. But so I just finished a book, a book. I don't read books by the way, I listen to them. I'm an audible like master subscriber. I don't even know what that term it's I think I made that up, but I'm listening to Verity by Colleen Hoover, a recommendation for my sister. Holy shit.
2: What's it about?
0: Well, First of all, I was on the edge of my seat. And by seat, I mean I was walking aggressively with the dog. I almost killed him. (laughs) It's about this up-and-coming author. And she gets – she's like in this contract to finish the series of this famous writer. And the famous writer is like in a coma. She had an accident. She has this tragic story. And so this author, this up-and-coming author, goes to this woman's house and into her office for what's supposed to be a couple days to like leaf through her notes and kind of just like get in her brain. And then all this crazy shit unfolds with her, like, you know, the true story of her and her husband. And it's just like, whoa, so intense. Verity. Verity. Yeah. V E R I T Y. My sister suggested it to me. I read it. And then my mom read it, I think, in a day. Because oh, and it was just like, I forgot to eat because it was so intense. <laughs> so. I will never understand
2: those people. I just forgot to eat. It's like all I think about is foods.
0: <laughs> I've never been. I've never experienced that. <laughs> Literally never. <laughs> My husband does that sometimes. He's like, I haven't eaten since eight. I'm that's, like, I'm- yeah, that's Mark too. Okay. What is with that? It's so rude.
2: <laughs> it's just like, how can you yeah, be so detached?
1: And I'll be like. <laughs> I don't know. Forgetting I'm getting to go. Like, I'll be like, oh my God, it's been like three hours and I forgot to eat.
0: 100%. 100%. <laughs> Two hours and 50 minutes. You're like, wait, this is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Nat, what are you reading these days?
1: So I am a big library girl and we when we moved to Vermont, we moved across the street from the cutest little library you've ever seen. I'm obsessed oh.
2: I can just what? picture that it'd
1: be perfect. It's so cute. So <laughs> I checked out two books recently. The first one is called The Power of Habit. Uh, ironic, but it's mm. um incredible. If you, I read it like more so from like a standpoint of like work, right? So like trying to like coach better and whatever and change, change my own mm. habits. But if you're into psychology and like, kind of like, like that Malcolm Gladwell style of book where they like tell different stories and different examples. It's incredible. I love that. Um, And then I literally returned to that two days ago. So now I am reading Orange is the New Black because I never saw the oh. show. Oh. Yeah. So I'm reading like the the girl's story. It's incredible.
0: Oh my God. I don't think I knew that was a book. I don't think I did yeah. either.
1: It's like a, her true story.
0: Wow. I don't think I realized that was a true story either
1: really good so far I'm like pretty sucked in and I'm not somebody who ever really reads a book in a day but like for yeah. me, like quick read is like a book in a week yeah I mean yeah and I'm like literally like a hundred pages deep already I'm <gasps> like well this is good Yeah. It's
2: and good. was she the person that started the show too
1: I don't know because I never saw the show okay but I feel like it might be but anyways possibly. yeah I'll I'm planning to watch the show obviously after yeah I, like, read the book but
0: good idea I'll have to grab The Power of Habit. I'm looking for a new book right now. Oh,
1: it's so good. John listened to it and he really liked it. But okay. I, I feel like there's something with like reading like a book like that yes. like slowly. Like I yes. took literally three weeks to read it because I was like, oh my gosh. There's so, so much cool. info. Yeah. Got to like absorb it. Right.
2: That's like what I I I'm it. reading um, Fat Loss. Or I'm listening to Fat Loss Happens on Monday on Audible. And I think I would have definitely preferred to read it as opposed to listening to it. Because they sort of repeat the same things over and over. And it's for a reason to get you ingrained in what their recommendations are. But I sort of wish I would have just read it. I'm like halfway through probably. Probably have a couple hours left on the Audible. But then I'm reading, reading The Art of Racing in the Rain. (gasps) This book is like the sweetest thing ever. I haven't been really good about reading it it would be such a quick read but i just haven't taken the time at night like i should be and just yeah. dedicating like 30 minutes a night to reading it because i'd be for sure done by now it's so sweet is it i
0: can't so listen sweet. to anything about dogs or oh my read, gosh or watch anything about dogs ever yeah
1: yeah either yeah. what's that movie that's out right now with the trailer do you know what i'm talking about this is the this i think it's a- the
0: rain one yeah. i think it's that one. Oh, yeah. it is mm-hmm. yeah yeah this With is the it. golden retriever, and that guy from Us,
1: yeah, yeah. This is
0: Us, yep. Yeah, yeah. it's the this rainbow, it. yeah.
2: And I didn't even know my girlfriend gave me this book because she knows I just love animals. She read it because she has a dog, but um, she gave it to me for Christmas, and I finally picked it up, and I had no idea that they were making a movie. And all of a sudden, I see on TV one day that it's a movie. I'm like, hey, I'm reading
1: this right now. So yeah, Paige, you need a dog. I yeah, you I need I'm a so dog bad.
2: Mark and I just sent back Instagram photos of Australian Shepherds and Golden Retrievers to each other on
0: the regular. And we're like, oh, we want one. You should probably <laughs> get one. You have the perfect setup. Yeah. Yeah, it would be nice. Can't Mark bring
2: a dog to work? He probably could. Yeah. Especially if it was like an Aussie or Retriever where they could just like
0: do their thing in the shop. And be like so cute. Yeah. <laughs> shop. Uh. Full disclosure, since we are talking about ourselves today, do you guys want to know the reason that I don't read books and I listen to them? Yeah. I have a lazy eye. Oh. Yeah. Like not like one that you can see, but yeah. I have this, like, my one eye, I actually don't even know which one it is at this point, but I have one eye that doesn't catch up with the other one. So like reading has always been like very, very, very challenging for me. And my eyes get fatigued after like a couple pages. Oh. Yeah, like I get like eye pain
2: Thank God for Audible then
0: Yeah, so now I just consume information uh, with either an audiobook or like in small doses of yeah. visual Yeah Crazy oh. I know, I know Okay, so today, like I said, we're talking about ourselves So I kind of want to just start with like general background Like where we're from, you know, how, where we grew up college, all that fun stuff. So um, I'll kind of just like start and then you guys can share your stories as well. But I... So it's Christina talking. You guys don't know. Um, I grew up in New Jersey. I'm a Jersey girl through and through. I grew up near the beach. Total water baby through and through. What else? What else can I say? Older brother, younger sister, middle child, total middle child syndrome as well. I... Let's see. I went to Syracuse University. I was always like a total art baby always like outside in the mud doing building stupid stuff, cooking crazy things. Yeah, that's that's pretty much me in a nutshell.
2: And you and Nat joined
1: forces in Syracuse,
0: right? Yeah, and Nat went to Syracuse too. Nat, where where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in Connecticut. Super, super small town. I feel like I'm back in my roots in living in Vermont now. Just like being around like very, very small town and country roads, like all of that stuff. The town I grew up in, we literally had a grocery store, like a teeny little market and uh, Dunkin' Donuts. And that was like it.
2: Not all you needed, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, right. But like my friends would come visit and they were like, oh my God, you live in like the boonies. I'm like, yep. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, just like grew up in a small town. I was a swimmer, like a competitive swimmer from the time that I was like nine and then went to Syracuse. For swimming, so like went on like a swim scholarship, and Christina and I were
0: what was it freshman year? Freshman, I think we were in the same. We
1: had the same dorm,
0: dorm. yeah. Freshman year, I was rowing crew at the time. I was actually a a swimmer as well in high school, not quite as fast as Natalie was though. (laughs) And then I went to I rode crew when I was at Syracuse.
1: Paige, what about you?
0: Athletics.
2: I grew up right outside of Minneapolis, Minnesota. And just in a suburb uh, called Lakeville. Lots of lakes. If you guys don't know Minnesota, we're known for our lakes. (laughs) Grew up around them. Have always loved being outside. I went to college at Iowa State University. I majored in journalism there. And, you know, typical college kid. Partied my ass off for four years. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Studied abroad for my first time. Actually went abroad for my first time in college, which was such an experience. Totally changed my life. And then got home, started working back in Minneapolis because I just like couldn't deal with the college town anymore that I was in. It was great, but I just needed to get back home to my family and my friends. I, I needed to get back to Minneapolis. I absolutely love it here. I've been here ever since I was born. Just like I said, took a brief hiatus for college. And then I've been in advertising ever since I graduated. So for the last six and a half years, math is hard sometimes.
0: (laughs) 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 So you majored in journalism. Um, Nat, what did you major in in college? Psychology. Get it, girl. Get it, girl. I was an art major.
1: Oh, so funny. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. I was an art major. I would just like literally paint all day long in college. It was the greatest four years ever. (laughs) Truly. I was like, wait a minute. I just get to like Hang out with people, party, study abroad, <laughs> and like paint all the time. This is yeah. amazing. Yeah. I wonder if I became looking back, I wonder if I became like an artist or a a creative person because I can't read.
2: <laughs> I wonder. You just maybe were <laughs> looking for different elements <gasps> to be creative.
0: And when I say I can't read, it's like kind of a joke. We like joke that I can't read. I can I can read. <laughs> Just i literally. Clarify, I am able to read, but my eyes get tired. This one's for you, Nat. What astrological sign are you? Oh, I
1: love these conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I am a Lib- an official Libra, but mm. I'm on the Virgo cusp. Mm-hmm. So, like, anytime I meet people who are like really into astrology, they're like, "Oh my God, you're a cusp'er." <laughs> <laughs> what so does that
2: even mean
1: just means that like I identify with like two oh. very like I like really really identify with like the two different signs okay so, like I'll like half the time I'll read stuff about Virgo and I'm like oh yeah spot on other times there's stuff with Libra, forever I'm like yes
2: I have a question because I always think about this because I'm a Scorpio
1: and mm-hmm. I'm a
2: triplet of two or three girls so I have two sisters but we're all so vastly different. Like Ugh. one is on one end of the spectrum, the others in the other end of the spectrum. And I'm like right in the middle. So I'm like, OK, what does this mean, though, for our astrological signs?
1: Wait, when was your birthday? Are you on the cusp of one? I don't know.
2: Maybe November 2nd.
1: I'm looking it up.
2: Cusper is a really the... gross word. Cusper? Cusper. It's kind of like custard.
0: If I went up to somebody and I was like, I'm a cusper, <laughs> are you? I feel like they'd be like, you should be arrested or something. <laughs> that is a gross word. I don't think people know that you're a triplet, Paige. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: think that when I found that out, I was like,
2: what? When I tell people, they're like, why didn't you tell us? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't introduce myself like, hi, I'm Paige. And I'm a triplet. Like, I'm You should.
0: Just, <laughs> I'm just me. One time I did this exercise where I was in like some youth group something and they were like spit out the first three words you think of like that identify yourself and would one of those words be triplet for you no no no
1: that's so funny
0: not at
2: all like people were shocked that we didn't go to college together like what do you mean you're separating it's like we're our own people like because we're so different too we I think we all needed to get out and do our own thing we had been sharing things since the womb you know that's bananas tell me what i am now
1: okay you're actually like so you said november 2nd yeah. is your birthday you're like right in the middle oh okay,
0: in the middle no, no, of being no. a cusper
1: no 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 like she's
0: in the like middle Scorp-
1: yeah scorpio is october 23rd to november 21st okay oh so, yeah. interesting yeah. i don't know i it's so fun though to talk to people who are like really into it or like go yeah. on websites and read about it. You're just, it's fun. It's whatever. But
2: maybe I should dig more into this on my day off tomorrow. <laughs> Do it. Yeah.
1: You
0: totally should.
1: know, um, what are you? Are you a Virgo or a
0: Libra? Virgo, September 2nd. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My birthday's Labor Day every fucking year. I mean, that's <laughs> great. Yeah, that's really fun. Mm. Not when it's the first day of school when you're a kid. Oh, uh, yeah, that's. And you're just like, this is the worst day for everyone, and it's my birthday, <laughs> <laughs> and it's tragic. Cool. I feel like we're even just like this, just like general basic information. Like sometimes these things, when even when you guys say them, surprise me. Like I'm like, how yeah. did I not know that? You yeah. know, like I always forget where you went to college, Paige, and I don't think I ever knew you majored in germ- journalism. Yeah. Bananas. Bananas. Um, So I kind of want to jump to, and I think by kind of asking this question, it'll like bring up things in the past, but kind of like why you led, you know, what led you to seek out trying macros or like, you know, if you tried things before or like if you had some sort of end goal or breaking point. And what I immediately think of is that I grew up in a house where everything was surrounded by food, like literally everything. My mom is the most incredible cook. My dad's an incredible cook. My brother is like, he might as well be like a trained chef. We were the family that like on Sunday afternoon, like had an entire pig roasting in the backyard for no reason. Like not because it was like a party, just because that's what we did. So that's the kind of environment that I grew up in. And so when I turned and it was never like a problem, right? Like that, like every time I was with my family, which is when you're growing up. All day, every day, that like everything was surrounded by food. The answer to everything was food. If there was a problem, there was a celebration. Doesn't matter what it was, food was involved. The counter was covered in food all the time. And it was never like a problem, or I didn't really have to like think about it or identify that until I turned like 17, which is when I started to like change physically. And so that whole thing that I kind of like grew up on presented itself as like, well, there's a choice. There's like, you either look the way you want to look or you like live the entire way you've been taught to live. Like, or you continue doing what you've kind of been taught to do. So then I like went to college and 35, 40 pounds up at this point and like was just trying to figure out like what to do. Cause like all I knew was like food was the answer for like literally everything. And so my path to macros involved like many, many, many diets. Like I was pescatarian for five months once, which actually wasn't all that hard, but not useful. I was paleo for a while, but every single kind of the, there was like this, this disconnect between like how I grew up and like what I enjoyed and then like how I wanted to look. So like, it was always like, okay, am I on a diet and unable to partake in like my family? Or am I just, like, partaking in it and, like, kind of blocking it out and, and, like, not thinking about it? And so my path to macros was through that, like, okay, is there something I can do that, like, merges the two? And so that's how – that's kind of how I I ended up finding macros. Were you,
2: like, Googling places in terms of, like, finding out more information? Did you try it on your own first for a little bit?
0: My – husband was in the CrossFit industry. He had owned a bunch of CrossFit gyms at this point. And – or he was – I guess he was my boyfriend at this point. But he – you know, macros kind of presented itself through what was in powerlifting. And then obviously with powerlifting being CrossFit, it kind of became trendy in CrossFit. And so it was something that people started to talk about. And he did like a really intense macro program with like specific meal, you know, like different breakdowns like per meal per day you know, per hour. Um, But the general, I watched him do that. And then the general concept kind of interested me. And then we did a program together. And that's when I really kind of started to focus on like, okay, if this is my set of goals, like what can I accomplish in the kitchen? And like, you know, can I still make like my grandma's recipes? Like, can I still do X, Y, Z and like right. fit that into my day. And so that's kind of how I I discovered it. But um, I don't know if there was like a specific breaking point or like epiphany, <laughs> but it was definitely mm-hmm. ended up being like the mage solution for me. Yeah.
2: I think it's interesting that you talk about your like family mm-hmm. upbringing and how that filtered into your adult life. Because for me, I'm not one of those people that looks back and is like, what shaped me to be the person? I oh my God. <laughs> I don't know why I've had such a hard time getting to why I am mm. the way I am or like understanding why I am. And it's not that I'm like fundamentally trying to change like who I am. I just am like, hmm, like at almost 30, how, how did I get here? And I think part of the macro journey is understanding why you have the habits the mm. way that you do. So I think it's really interesting that you talk about Your family upbringing. I mean, for me, it was, you know, my parents weren't like amazing cooks. I think, Nat, you and I have similar backgrounds of like, you know, our parents were just like making quick things like fish sticks. (laughs) Like, you know, we were doing like, I wouldn't even say like my mom would pick up McDonald's. Like, my mom has always been such a very healthy eater, very conscious of her intake. But, you know, it was like whatever we could throw on the grill or like make a casserole or a hot dish. Like, it would always be whatever was easiest because my parents had three kids the same age Um, Uh, and the last thing that they were concerned about was making like a dish like a spaghetti sauce from scratch totally (laughs) as amazing as that would be I mean that's why I think I to this day like still don't love making food because I just don't really enjoy spending that much time in the kitchen like I'd prefer to be doing something else But I think, you know, my mom was really good about, you know, you guys don't need snacks after school, after before dinner, after dinner, before bed. Like we were just a very snacky bunch because my mom was a snacky person. Like she's just always grabbing things. She's naturally thin. So I think I inherited that from her and I was like, my mom's doing it. Like I can keep snacking whenever I want. Like why? I think I always compare myself to other people of like, they can do it. So why can't I? And I shouldn't have to like see negative results because they're not seeing negative results. So I think that has been probably like the most interesting thing to uncover in like the last year. I feel like I'm still. Oh God. Yeah. Kind of like this gray zone for me of like why I choose the things or why I have the mindset on things that I do. So, anyways, I think I took the snacky type of like feelings that I had and turned them on, especially when I got to college. Like, my parents weren't watching what I was eating, and not to say they ever were or like said I shouldn't be doing something, but it was more of like, I have the freedom to do whatever the hell ah. I want. And no one's gonna tell me what to do. So I think college, I just really went crazy and was snacking my life away. And probably like in a few snacks alone, I was eating as much as I am now. Um, And those snacks like weren't even quality choices. So I would say through college through, you know, probably four years out of college, I was doing the same thing. I was very much, you know, trying to I worked out almost every day. And I I don't even work out that much anymore, but I was working out every single day and wondering why, why, why can't I get to the place that I want to get from a body composition standpoint? And I just thought I'm curvy, like I'm just going to be this way forever and there's there's no workaround. So my best friend joined The Habit and I think she was like one of your first clients. I mean, you had known her, Christina, through uh, your up, gym. What's yeah, my Care Bear. So she has started doing the program, and she sent me like her before and after pictures. I think it was like a it couple was like weeks, four or, or like six weeks. weeks. It was in. not a
0: long time. Maybe like yeah. four or six weeks. Yeah, yeah. And her results
2: were like incredible. And I was like, <laughs> "What are you doing? Tell me everything." And I had heard about macros. I think it was like that Cara Lauren girl on Instagram. She tracks her macros and had talked about it before. And so I had looked it up and I was like, you saw it on Instagram. Looks like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It was more, I think it was more talked about like flexible dieting. And I was like, what does that even mean? And then I found out it was macronutrients. Um, So I had looked at it previously. And I was just like, no way That's way too much effort, way too much work. (laughs) And then Carrie told me about her program that she was on. And I was like, sign me up. And I got signed up the next week.
0: Get it girl. And I was your coach.
2: That was a very, very long winded. No,
0: I did (laughs) too. I I love that. You're, (laughs) I like that you said that you were like, are, have not really thought about like how what shaped the like beautiful golden beautiful image that you are today (laughs) because it's all I think about all I think about I'm always like why am I the way I am why why last night I was at I walked up the street to see my brother's little baby she's eight weeks old and I walked in the house and my mom had the baby it was like 6 30 my mom was holding her and she was like oh she did it again and I was like what did she do She's like, you know, she has this bewitching hour between like 5 and 7 p.m. where Sarah, her mom, can't hold her because she thinks she needs to eat. And it's like very common for babies to get really fussy and uncomfortable when their moms are holding them because they're not hungry, but they think they need to eat because they're in the position or they're by the food source or whatever. And I literally looked at my mom. I swear on my life. I looked at my mom and I was like, I literally still feel that way. And I'm 30. (laughs) Like every time I'm in proximity of you, I think I have to eat. And she was like, oh my God, I guess you're right. And we just like had this laugh. And like was one of the most incredible, like, connections I've ever made in my life. Yeah. (laughs) This, like, basic, like, fundamental, like, that is your source. And if you are close by, you have to be doing a certain thing. Yeah. And I literally, like, grabbed a whole handful of, like, I think it was, like, cherry tomatoes. It wasn't anything, like, terrible. But, like, there were, like, tomatoes, cakes, and, like, a bunch of other shit on the, the counter. And I had them in my hand. I was eating them as I was saying it to her. (laughs) <laughs> I <was> like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, here, we, here are. we are. Can't change. Can't change nature. You know. <laughs> I know. Um,
2: Nat, I feel like oh, you're so intuitive, though. Like when it comes to like,
1: I love this stuff. Yeah. I mean, as a psychology major, yeah. just like I geek out over mm. all of this, and I talk about it to my poor sweet husband <laughs> all the time because I think being married is and I always tell them this and I'm like, I'm fascinated because it's the first time where I'm getting to like really understand like someone else too, right? Oh, so like yeah. seeing how him and I are so different and how our upbringings were so different. And I'm like, oh my God, it just like explains so much. And even my parents, my whole family actually came up a couple weekends ago. So it was all of us, my husband, um, and we were eating lunch or something and somehow we were like talking about how uh, my husband and his family are very thin. My family, not like overweight, but not super thin, right? And that's like where macros has actually been really helpful. And I was explaining this to John is that it's helped me associate like this is the <laughs> amount that you should eat to feel fine, not like you're <laughs> gonna die. Um, <laughs> but for him, he was like, "Oh yeah, like my, you know, my parents growing up, like they hated the way that it felt to like feel so stuffed. So we just like never ever ate like that." like from the time that I was like a kid. That's and I'm like, amazing. What? I'm like, I'm literally learning as a 30 year old, like how to eat to the point where you feel okay, not like overdone.
0: I hope I could pass that down to my kids.
1: Same, 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 same. But like, very similar to like, both of you is like kind of how I grew up my mom um, and dad both worked really hard, and like long hours. And so after school, like, there were just snacks and I was a competitive swimmer and I would swim. Um, we, I swam like 10 practices a week or something from the age of like literally 13 on. And so for two parents who are working like full time and like long hours, like no one was home, like feeding me dinner at like, you know, four o'clock when like realistically I probably probably should have been eating dinner, a practice that went from six to nine. Um, so it was just like, I literally just subsisted on snacks and I was swimming like a fish. So all I wanted was carbohydrates and I wasn't eating sweet potatoes and, you know, fruit. Like I was eating like pretzels and chips and goldfish crackers and whatever. So I just kind of always like grew up like snacking like a fiend and dinners and other meals were just kind of like there but like i just snacking was like the basis of like how i got <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't you feel like we're well, um, like such a product of being a 90s kid too? Yes. Like snacks were such like a 900 calorie snack life. packs. 100 where ever you eat like yeah, 7 packs. of them? Yeah. And I would eat <laughs>
1: 10 of them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I like and I like my mom's same as you Paige like she didn't really like to cook so it was like, you know, it was mac and cheese when i got home from swim practice at 9 and I would eat the whole box because I was starving. And like prior to practice, it was just like half a bag of like rolled gold pretzels. Like I'm not joking, guys. Like this. <laughs> I, yeah.
0: No, I am there Your example too. of like I wasn't <laughs> eating sweet potatoes and fruit. I swear to God, that's the only thing I ate in my childhood. <laughs> my mom <laughs> so had like 45 sweet potatoes baked and ready to go in a bowl after school. Like we would come home. And I would, I'm not kidding, I would eat two and a half sweet potatoes when I got home from school and, like, three nectarines and be like, cool, now I can go to swim practice. that
2: was, like, Thanksgiving for us.
0: (laughs) But, like, there was no, like, it's funny to hear it because, like, you were eating, let's say, seven bags or 10 bags of 100-calorie snacks. I was probably eating just as much, maybe more, in, quote, whole foods. But it's, like, it was the same outcome of, like, that's what you were supposed to do. Yeah. 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 Now that's it's like, like I nightmare. weigh out half a sweet I look at it and I'm like, that's plenty for what I need, <laughs> but that's not plenty for what I want. And it's this aft up thing. <laughs> Disconnect. It's like,
1: it's like retraining everything. It's a, it's a
0: nightmare. But like, it's so necessary. And it's like so eye opening to be like, oh, actually, I feel like really good after that meal and not like I'm going to throw up. Totally. <laughs> like you want to die. So when you sought out or when you found macros now, did you have a like specific goal in mind, like a performance goal or like a physical goal? Or were you just kind of like in that world of
1: I found macros in such a roundabout way? Like it was really more through you, Christina, like because I had been doing coaching and was Doing macros, but not. And I remember, like, us having this conversation where I was like, "Well, I'm tracking macros, but not Mm. per gram." And you were like, "Huh?" It's
0: like, "Well, then, how are you doing it?"
1: (laughs) I was like, "Well, I'm, I'm like, well, I'm tracking percentages. So, like, I would always just like aim for like 50% carb and like you know 20, 30% whatever because I was running at the time, and as a runner, you need a lot of carbs. So I was doing it that way, and I was tracking my intake, but I wasn't doing it like precisely and that was helping me to just like feel good and i had been struggling with ibs when i like came onto this so my doctor had recommended that i go on the low fodmap protocol which is a way to manage ibs symptoms so i went on low fodmap and in doing that it was like you know you track your intake like you figure out like what you're eating so that you're avoiding certain foods so i was tracking in this like very like it kind of happened super organically like I just kind of started tracking my food and then I started paying attention to the percentages and then from there started paying attention to like the grams and getting like way more precise and in doing that I just I mean I actually like completely cured myself of like my IBS symptoms for a really long time and that was the coolest freaking thing I was in so much pain (laughs) and discomfort with IBS that I was desperate. And I think anybody who has IBS feels the same way. Like you just like want it to be over. Like you just want to feel normal. Um, so after like a year and a half of like devoting myself to this, like it worked. And then I was like, you know what, we're going to keep this like tool around because it's helpful. Like it's even if like the IBS symptoms are gone, just to like feel good. Um, so mine always was way more of like a, I just wanted to feel okay. And that was like kind of how I had found macros. But there's obviously like I mean, physically like my body had changed and I just like got stronger and whatever it is by eating more protein and all of that stuff. Um, so it was like a nice byproduct. But I would say I still keep it because of the feeling good aspect and because it you know, my IBS symptoms have not come back since I've been tracking and I noticed that if I like let up on tracking and I get like a little too just like, ah, oh, like I'll just like feel it out myself. Like I'll start to get some of those symptoms back and I'm like, rein it in a little.
0: That's such a unique story. That's such a unique macro story.
1: It ha- it was kind of weird how I found macros. I always like find it very funny. I'm like, it was so like organic. I don't know.
0: Which is strange because macros are so not an organic thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Which is why it's funny. Right. It's like it really weird, I think. I don't know.
0: And then like Paige and I rolled up. We're like, all right, we got to lose like 20, 30 pounds. And then we're like, oh, wait, actually, this is amazing. (laughs) Actually, this is the best thing ever. So would you say, Nat and Paige, would you say that you ever, did you ever make it to what your goal was?
2: I think I am still figuring out what exactly my goals are, if I'm being totally honest.
0: That's a great answer.
2: Like I would say in the moment, yes. I lost the weight that I wanted to lose. Um, I wouldn't say it's made me happier, but I still feel like I'm looking for more. And I don't know what that more is yet. But I'm also like not forcing anything to figure out Mm. what that is right now. Does that make any sense?
0: Absolutely. I feel like that's an important topic that like your goals are ever changing.
2: I think and it's again, like it's not a it's not necessarily a bad thing because I'm so happy. I'm I'm really proud of where I've come. But I would say that I'm like still looking for what's next. And it's it, I wouldn't even say it's like weight loss. It's just like, how can I keep pushing myself um, physically and mentally? that I'm I'm still thinking. Yeah. About.
0: So what is something that you are still working on? Both of you. Everything.
2: <laughs> um. God, that's a good question.
0: It's a hard one. I feel like for me, something that I'm still working on. Well, I love that everything was your answer. <laughs> I feel like something that I'm still working on is like figuring out like going back to the like why I do certain things like why I am the way I am and like I always like just like how I like what I do on vacation like how I act when I'm quote in vacation mode like why like why I act differently on Sundays than on Tuesdays and like how to like bridge that gap of just like Keeping like a steady line as opposed to like going like up and down and up and down. And it's not so much as like my weight. It's not so much at this point, like of my weight or measurements or like macros or whatever. I think it's like literally how my brain is and like how, like how I act and how I approach things. Like I just kind of want to be even. And so while I've totally my like peaks and what are we, troughs, (laughs) my peaks and Drops or valleys are a lot closer than they were before it's definitely not just kind of like even so i feel like that's something that i'm i'm working on
1: mine's similar i i mean i habits are always gonna I and i feel really strongly about this but like i think you're always gonna be working on like your own habits like i don't think that work is ever done i think it's a practice and i think you know you'll go through sprints where maybe you'll go on like a 12-week macro program and you'll kind of like you know really focus really dial it in and then I think you'll tone it back a little bit and then like I just like think that's the nature of improving as a person but mine is kind of similar in that I'm really 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 working on not snacking I've noticed that it's just like I kind of talked about like it's just kind of something I've always known and I'm recognizing that it's not serving me ever And, like, it's not a helpful means of fueling myself. And it's not a helpful means of soothing myself when I'm feeling like I need to be soothed. Or it's not even like a great way for me to like celebrate something. Like, it's just not the answer. So,
2: and when you say snacking, you're talking about like mindless, like hand in a bag snacking. mm, Or, like, what do you mean by that?
1: Like, pretty much all snacking. Like, I'm like, I can eat. Like three or four meals in a day, like meals. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't need to grab an apple in between. Like in that in that sense, like I'm like I'm really trying to get better about being like you're eating breakfast, now you're eating lunch, now you're eating dinner, having dessert. Um, as opposed to being so just like grab something throughout the day and be like in that constant state of like hand to mouth, like you know what I mean. And I just. Like, I think it, it'll actually free up a lot more time and mental energy to be just, like, focusing on it in the same way that, like, I sit down and I'm like, okay, it's time for work now. It's time for sleep now. It's time for whatever. But I've noticed that, like, eating tends to be this thing for me that's just, like, that. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not efficient. Yeah. It's not helpful. Right. <laughs> for me. For me. For you. For, for yes. me. So that's, like, the biggest thing I'm working on. But also, same with you, Christina, as far as being, like, why? Like, why is it that, like, some days, like, all I want to do is snack for my meals? And why is it that other days, like, I don't feel that way at all? Like, it's just...
0: Weird. I like that comparison of, like, you sleep at a certain time, and you work at a certain time. Like, why why not eat? Like, and having that availability open or having your mind know that that's open and that's an option. Like, there's not an option to sleep during the day. So it's like, why not close those gaps? Love that. Ooh, Spicy.
2: I love what you said, Nat, about like your habits are like constantly going to be a work in progress. Because I feel like I've I've been noticing a trend of people that are, whether they're out of the program or they're in the program, they're like, I don't get why I'm not changed yet. Like why I'm not fully like come on the other side of what I was trying to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Uh, that's funny.
2: No, but I think I think that actually will. I I love that you said that because I think that will calm a lot of people's minds of like, we don't expect for you to achieve every single thing that you want to achieve in just 12 weeks or just even a program duration. Like you got the rest of your life to figure this out. And I don't say that to be daunting, but that's also something that like I'm coming to terms with of like, this is a lifelong improvement on yourself, whether that's a habit, whether that's something physical, um, so I, I just appreciate that you said that because I think a lot of people will find clarity in that.
1: I was just going to say like, it's, you know, I think to look at it from that like lens of like, oh, I'm coming in as a caterpillar, <laughs> so I'm going to come out as a butterfly. Yeah. It's like, well, like not in 12 weeks yeah. or even like two years or even five years, like it's going to just be like this constant practice. Exactly. And, like, tr- like yeah, I think that's where like most people come into this. And they're, like, It's been six weeks and I'm like, not where I want to be and it's like well yeah your expectations might be a little yes (laughs) a little off
0: yes (laughs) oh my god that's so is there something that you feel like you've mastered
1: along that same exact vein I don't think that's like this is my personal like approach to that is like I don't think that mastery is like thing I think it's just a practice as it relates to macros you know like I don't I truly don't think I've mastered anything with macros
2: I would agree with that because I, like, especially this summer, this summer has just been nuts from like a schedule perspective. I think they get busier than ever. And I hate using the word busy, but it's just, there's been a lot in the schedule recently. Um, And I I still find myself resorting back to habits that I quote unquote thought I was over or like thought I was done with. Yeah. So just when you feel like you figured something out, you're like, oh wait, that's still coming up. And that's where the whole like okay maybe I need to look deeper or maybe you need to look further into my past of like why I do the things that I do. I keep coming back to that, but it's just like I think that's the biggest thing that I'm trying to
0: understand. When right I wrote now. that question, I was like, "This is a loaded question because <laughs> because <laughs> I, for all that I feel like I've accomplished and like you guys have accomplished, like the idea of mastering anything in this." like realm when my situation changes every week is seems impossible. Like I don't even have a single home, (laughs) you know, like I spend half the year in Florida and half the year here and usually in New Jersey. And I'm in a different house all the time. I've lived in nine places with my husband that I've been with for eight years. I've had Three different jobs. Like I was in fashion at one point um, when I back when I was still an artist, and then I like fully kind of dove into this world. And it's like with everything that's always changing your like surroundings, your daily activities, your body, your age, the workouts that I do. Like everything is always changing constantly, and it's like there's no. There is no mastery because once you got something figured out, something will change. And so you just have to adapt, which is bananas.
2: Yeah. And I don't think that's like a negative thing whatsoever. No. I hope, I hope people don't take it. It's like, you're never going to figure it no, out. No, not at all. <laughs> it's like, we don't, it's not that. It's just like, it just changes and morphs and just becomes like a different right.
0: go-get. And I think that's why one thing I'm trying to figure out, or the one thing I'm still working on is how to just stay even while everything else changes around me is just like, okay, well, how do I just do me? (laughs) You know, how do I just do me? And it's like kind of a funny thing. So what about, this is kind of a weird question, but um, I felt that it was important to ask it. What about your, what about you or your personality or your journey to this date makes you a good coach? Like, what do you think is the one thing that kind of like, or not one thing, but what do you think is something that you return to in yourself when you're coaching someone because I know it's like really hard to I know when you're coaching somebody else it's like you know it's all about them it's about their journey it's about what they're going through but it's hard not to like relate it back to like your own experiences like for Nat I think it's like her ability to like think analytically like I think that like that part of just like looking at kind of like the science as opposed to like all the other stuff is, like, what makes you a great coach, Nat. Hmm.
1: Thank you. <laughs> it's a compliment. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. I I think, like, the slowing down and, like, unpacking, like, is maybe, like, what I, I – a really hard. Thing. It's a hard thing to be like, what do you think? Isn't it weird though like
0: it's so easy to talk about like the things that I'm I like, have like totally for so each around. of you. I right know. Now. I put this yeah, little right like, right. This little like stinger in cuz I was like, tell me what you're doing well and you like I'm like, what are you good at? You're like nothing. I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> like Paige, I think your like your like deep deep empathy is like something that I think makes you a great coach. <laughs> but those are things you guys should be able to set yourself. <laughs>
2: I, I, don't I don't know.
0: I think you're right though, that your ability to like slow down and unpack things. Cause like I would
2: completely agree. I would say the biggest thing that I when you were coaching me Nat, is like your ability to like ask the right questions back, like putting the onus on on the client. And saying like, you have the tools to figure this out. Like you, it's not like you were saying that you were just asking the right questions back to have that person figure out for themselves. And I think that's like the biggest thing that we like to say is we, we're not doing the work. We're just guiding you to get you to the place that you want to be. So I think that is like your strongest quality from a coaching standpoint that I experienced for sure. (laughs) No, it's so great.
0: I don't know. I haven't coached them somebody in a really <laughs> long time. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <I'm totally kidding.
0: laughs> I don't, you know, I think that maybe it's just like that. I like thrive on personal interaction. So like being able to like check in with people on a weekly basis, whether it's like the best day of their life or the worst, like that like fills me up. I'm a 98% expressed extrovert. And so it's like literally 98. I think it was like 98.9. It was like some disgusting (laughs) number that John was like, I think you broke the test. Oh, my God. And so that like (laughs) ability to like just be like so happy to be like present with that person, maybe. I don't know.
2: You like remember little things, too,
0: that like makes it very personable. I do client. remember everything. My memory is, like, terrifying.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's... No, it's so good. You listen really it's well. Unhealthy
0: it's unhealthy for me to remember yes. the things I remember. John's always like, I have to worry about what I say because sometimes <laughs> you, like, bring something up from eight years ago and now I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> um. All right, guys. That was really fun. That was fun. That was fun. Let's, let's... Thank you. Let's do a quick little macro hack and then we can... And then we can... Get excited for next week. Next week is nothing like this week. Next week is crazy. <gasps> I'm you know. so Matt, Will you do the honors? Macro. Hack. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah. I forgot that I actually did think of a macro hack and it was to eat cabbage. Oh. Sorry. It's weird. Mm-hmm. And cabbage winks you fart for sure. But here's the thing. <laughs> cabbage is an awesome Awesome, 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 awesome veggie because you can eat it like 15 bajillion different ways. You can make it into like a slaw. You can like boil it. You can saute it with onions. Here's the thing about cabbage super, super, super high volume for super low calories. And it's one of the most like dense and hardy leafy greens that exist. So you immediately feel full. You feel like you're eating something really substantial. You ever eat like butter lettuce and you're like, this is air. Not the way you feel with cabbage. So I've just been in on a cabbage cake these days. I've been doing a lot of like asian style slaws with like carrots and sesame oil and soy sauce and sesame seeds and all that fun stuff. And it feels hearty. It feels very hearty and it's like three calories. <laughs> oh. Yeah, literally. It's like actually like 90% water or like 99% water. Oh, is that what we had at DTF? We did have that at DTF. DTF being yeah. Din Tai Fung. <laughs> The best dim sum place ever. We did. Do you remember that whole? Yes. Do you remember that whole plate of cabbage that we had? I so remember that was sautéed with like garlic. (laughs) That entire plate was probably like (laughs) ten carbs, and it was like an entire head of cabbage. (laughs) Eat, get some cabbage. cabbage. You're gonna feel like you're eating some some, something substantial. I swear to God. Okay, Paige. I'm not gonna go with my like pie in the sky
1: one this week. I'll go with a more basic. Okay, so mine has actually been with. Like uh it's just a meal that I've been like falling on hard and it's the steamer what are they called? Mm. Bird's eye. Bird's eye. Yeah. The like steamed veggies. They have one that's like Asian veggies. It's like water, chestnuts, carrots, yes, green, snap peas. Um, it's really good. So I've been doing that and then I always have cooked uh shrimp in the mm-hmm, frozen mm-hmm. shrimp in the freezer. So I do the bag of the Asian veggies and the Steam it in the microwave, defrost the cooked shrimp, um, and then I buy this, like, peanut sauce that's just, like, delish. And I throw that together as a meal at least twice a week because it's mm. takes zero time. Yeah. I'm doing and that tonight. It's so good. Yeah. The macros are incredible. It's just literally, I don't know, however many carbs are in the bag of veggies, like, 30 carbs maybe. There's, like, no fat except for what's in the peanut sauce, which is minimal. I think it's, like, five grams of fat. And then um, lots of protein in the shrimp. So that's a that's good my one. Macro hack, guys. Those steam
0: fresh bird's eye things are. It. Those blends are unbelievable.
1: You have to watch out though because they have some. Yeah, like, like sauce. Mm. Yeah, those like aren't great. But if you buy the like, uh, I accidentally did that one time, and I was like, "Shit, this is terrible." <laughs> um, but if you do the like plain ones and add your own.
2: Spot, okay, I thought right,
1: of one. <laughs> you're on the spot. All right, um,
2: so I <laughs> let's go. <laughs> So I have been doing, um, I've to be totally honest, I've been running a little short on protein some nights just with my schedule right now. It's just a little bananas. So speaking of bananas, (laughs) I have frozen bananas on hand at all times. Like I weigh out about 80 grams of a banana. I freeze, I don't know, eight of them. Uh, And then I just put them in a Tupperware and pull them out to make like frozen banana chocolate peanut butter ice cream cream at the end of the night. Yeah, so I'll just do like three ice cubes. I love that someone, someone actually posted a similar recipe in our Facebook group and they were like specific about the amount of ice grams <laughs> to make it perfect. Yeah, I can't remember who it was right now, but we'll have to look back. Anyways, three big ice cubes for me. My frozen banana, two scoops of um, PB Fit. Love me some PB Fit. If I have some extra fat laying around, I'll do like a little uh, half a packet of the RX nut butters. And then I'll do like half a scoop or a full scoop of the Vega chocolate sport protein. Um, I've been having some mage issues with whey lately. So I'm switching it up um, to like a vegan based or um, is it like pea protein? I think it's I don't pee. even know what it is. I don't
1: know, but it's good. I like it yeah, a lot. Yeah, it is
2: good. Um, some Khalifa. Can you, do you say Khalifa almond milk? Yeah. Yeah. And then I think, oh, spinach. All the spinach. Like. Two big handfuls of spinach because you can't even taste it and it's just instant greens. Um, Some collagen if I'm really low and then blend it up, pour it into a bowl. It's like a perfect consistency. Add a little granola and some chia seeds on top and you have
0: a little dessert. I love your specific brands. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out. Because I think it's so helpful to actually know. Oh, that is a good one. And also always get that serving of veggies, girl. Boom. In your face. Yay. Okay. So next week we're chatting with Rachel Pajednik. She is like, I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. She's an assistant professor. She's a doctor. She's a former fellow at Harvard. Her current work throughout like the Boston area and the wellness space, like even outshines those credentials, which I'll let her tell you all about. But we're talking about supplements, supplements, multivitamins, you know, BCAAs, all that. Fun stuff. Are they worth it? What do they actually do? And can you even get high quality ones? Um, so that's what she we're talking is. About such a week. wealth.
2: I only follow her on Instagram because Nat told me about her after the celery juice cleanse or celery juice trends, not cleanse. Well, I guess it was a cleanse too. Whatever. Cleanse. The trend. And she's like, oh my God, follow this amazing badass babe. And I was like, on it. And I, girl, crushing her so hard. Her information is straight up freaking facts, you guys.
1: It's the best Science. So, yeah, she's
0: sweet. Amazing. Yeah.
1: She's the best person to follow on Instagram. Like I like defollowed all like influencers and like just started following Rachel. Yes.
2: She is the best.
0: <laughs> Can't wait to meet her. <laughs> she's the realest. Yeah, me too. Um okay, bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bye. Shermi's like showing his booty off right now to us. <laughs> Grabbing a bone and making a lot of noise. So but it's Sherman. Really? <laughs> He's like having a fucking field day. I do not understand goals. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, it's my day. What's up? Like eating a bone. Just found another bone. I'm like literally rocking.
1: I it. am too. Also hey, God. I, I got so self conscious because last week when I gave my <gasps> I know. I know my like pie in the sky oh apparently like guys just eat in windows as opposed to eating throughout the day <laughs> with snacks everyone was like no no we have no idea what you're talking no. about so i'm like okay i'm gonna go a little i think bit- you
0: cleared oh. it up though this <laughs> week i understand so much more now that you've like told this story okay like full it circle. makes so much sense i get it now